Hello Gateway, uh, Muti here. Um, it's a pleasure and an honor to be with you today, to spend some time with you and to share with you some of what I feel God has been speaking to me about. Uh, Colin asked me a few weeks ago now if I would share some of my uh, thoughts with, uh, with you guys and uh, what God has been speaking to me about. It's taken me quite a few weeks to uh, get into the swing of things and to uh, be able to do this. Um, yeah, and even just the process of recording this has been quite tedious, but uh, there were a few takes, but I got there in the end. So thank you, Colin, for um, asking me to do this. I really is a pleasure and an honor to be with Gateway family today. Uh, my uh, objective today really is to um, hopefully encourage you uh, to remind you that God is sovereign in all of this. Uh, to also uh, tell you that we all have a part to play in what God is doing right now. And thirdly, I hope to leave you with a reminder that we have the promise of heaven. So all of this stuff that is going on is not the end for us. So just to encourage you, hopefully, in these three things, as I share with you uh, my thoughts and what I feel God has been speaking to me about. Uh, back in March, uh, I think it might have been the first or second uh, day of March or the last few days of February, when the first death in the United States was recorded in Kirkland. Kirkland is a suburb city of Seattle. We live in Kirkland now. And so the first death in the United States uh, was recorded in our neighborhood. So I remember feeling at the time, oh my goodness, we've come all the way from Swindon to be right in the middle of the epicenter of coronavirus in the United States. <laughs> and so uh, that was quite a scary time. But, um, but that also pushed me to really press into God at the time. And I really felt like, you know, God was reminding me of his words and his promises or of things that he has said in the past and, you know, and uh, the things he spoke to us before we came here. So that was quite an interesting time. Also reflecting around that time, um, I had a picture just reflecting about coronavirus and all that was happening. I had a picture of a, of a motorway where there were lots of cars going really fast and... Um, and then there was a crash and usually on motorways when there is a crash it brings the whole motorway to uh, a standstill or really slow traffic and if you've been on an m25 or m4 when there has been a traffic uh, because of a crash you know what i'm saying and it, as you as you start to move really slowly uh, towards the maybe the point of crash everybody moves even more slowly to be able to take in uh, what is happening. So in the in the slowdown you're taking a lot more of what's around you And I felt like that was what was going on in coronavirus. So I felt like in our fast-paced world There had been a sudden crash and we were all slowed down to be able to observe and take in What was going on around us? Uh, the world has been a fast-paced place for quite a while now and so the slowdown really helped us to take in a bit more what was going on around us. And I think um, 
there were three things that I felt like were um, observed mostly to categorize the, uh, into three things. The first thing that I felt like we observed more as Christians was that we saw God again. We had the time and the space to seek God again. And I felt like in that time we were reminded again and again of God's nature, of God's promises, of God's faithfulness, his character, who he is. And I think like that is probably one of the reasons why the books of Psalms were quite popular for a lot of Christians across the world. We found solace in the book of Psalms because it really reminds us of who God is and reminds us of our frailty and our vulnerabilities and, uh, and, and the brevity of life. So that was uh, really interesting that we were observing God again. The second thing that I felt we observed in our slowdown was ourselves. We saw ourselves, we saw human beings um, differently again. And I think we, could, we were able to see uh, that actually, um, you know, th there are inequalities and injustices that people um, put upon others or that they subject others to. And so you could see that the heart of man is actually quite wicked. Um, and the Bible says it, but we were seeing it, you know, maybe in a more magnified way than we probably would never have seen it before. And so the coronavirus uh, into George Floyd, because I felt that the George Floyd situation with the coronavirus was almost the same thing. It was exposing um, the hearts of man. It was exposing sin, the sins that we live in the things that we live amongst, the things that maybe we sometimes even have justified. And I think that was actually a time for us as Christians to really um, examine our hearts in our injustices, our biases, um, the things that we allow uh, to happen to us and to others without actually doing anything about it. So that was a time of repentance and to you know, really dig, dig in to see what God is doing in our hearts. Not just what God was doing with other people, but what God was doing in our hearts. So I thought that was a time to actually see ourselves for who we were. It was a mirror, looking in the mirror time, uh, looking in the mirror time, yeah, um, to look at ourselves by the help of the Holy Spirit. The third thing that I felt like we were observing at this time also was to was a reminder of God's priorities. I felt like that was a time where we were remi being reminded of what's really important, what's important to us as human beings and what's important to God. So we're being reminded of God's priorities in, in this world. So this was, um, and as I was really reflecting on God's priorities, I think it led me to uh, a Bible passage in the book of Mark chapter 12, verse 30, where Jesus was being asked uh, by the scribes, the learned people of the time, uh, Jesus, well, which of these commandments is most important? And uh, I think he started his response by saying that we should know that the Lord our God is one God. And then he then went on to say, love the Lord your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. And the second is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. 
So loving the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, with everything that we have, and then loving people as ourselves. So I really felt like these are God's priorities for us in these times, to love the Lord our God and to love others as ourselves. Loving others as ourselves really paves the way to be able to share the gospel with others, other people. And so as I was reflecting in this time and, um, and really thinking broadly also about what was going on, I felt like God was speaking to me about the church. I felt like um, uh, God was telling me uh, or what I'm understanding or what I felt like God was saying is that he's repositioning the church in these times. So I had a picture of, um, of, of a lighthouse in the middle of the sea, in the dark. And lighthouses are like structures to help guide and lead ships in darkness. It gives illumination, they give direction, they help warn of uh, dangers in the sea in the time. So I felt like God was saying when I had that picture, when I was reflecting about the church, that God is saying he's repositioning the church as the lighthouse in these dark times. And when, I say, when I'm saying the church, I don't just mean the building or individual. I feel like Christians across the world are being positioned as the lighthouse. The truth is we're really in dark times. And Jesus is the answer to the world's questions. Jesus is the answer to everything all around us. We know that. And I feel like God is saying that he really is doing something with the church right now to reorganize the church, to reorganize the church's priorities in this time, to love the Lord your God and to also love others as yourself. And to, as, you, as we love others and ourselves, we're able to open the doors to the gospel. People get attracted to what is going on with us. And also I feel like, um, yeah, just as the church is doing all of this, we people are looking at us people are looking at the church so people are looking at christians in a sense we are meant to um be the light we are meant to sound different from everybody else we are meant to have messages of hope we are meant to and all of this i'm not saying do this in your strength this is by the holy spirit as we submit ourselves and let the holy spirit shape us in this time to really be aware that there is, a, there is a spiritual battle going on and God is repositioning us to be able to advance his kingdom in this time. So God is doing that with the church. And so, um, yeah, and as I was thinking about that, I was reading uh, Matthew 5, 14, where it talks about, we are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. It then goes on to say, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So I feel like this is the time for us to not sound like the world. This is the time for us to not respond like the world. This is the time for the church to not conform to the world. 
it doesn't mean we agree with everything that is going on or you know say yes and whatever but this is a time for us to have messages of hope and messages that sound different to the world and so as i was reflecting on all of this um the the phrase remember was something that uh you know came up quite a bit for me personally i felt like god was doing a lot of uh reminding me so i'm just going to do a few remembers for you to take away from this and um the word remember was uh used a lot in the book of i think exodus um deuteronomy and i think maybe numbers where the children of Israel, whenever they, um, you know, they were very quick to forget what God had done. And it's, it's, it's a natural thing I find for human beings, me inclusive. I'm quick to forget what God has done, what God has done when I'm faced with troubles. I'm consumed by the trouble and the present. And I feel like this is a time to remind and to poke ourselves in the spirit, to remind us of what God has done. So the first remember is to remember uh, God's promises. Remember God's promises for you in this time. If you're holding on to a promise that God has spoken to you, he will bring it to pass. God is a covenant keeper. He is a promise keeper. Um, don't worry about how it's going to happen because it all, it all looks like you know, how is anything going to happen in these days? But God is God and is sovereign in these times. So just to remember, the first remember is God keeps his promises. The second remember that I wanted to take away today is to remember uh, God is his word. Remember God is his word. So this is a time that I felt like we need to push into intimacy with God. It's a time to get into the word and to read what he's saying to us about different things that are going on. It's amazing how God speaks to us. You know, the Bible was written over 2,000 years ago. And it's like, you know, it was written for a time like this. So get into the word is a time to get into the word and to be nourished by the word of God. The, um, the other remember that I want to say is to remember that you are here briefly. The word of God tells us that our lives are like mist. We're here today and gone tomorrow. So we're not here forever, but we're here for purpose. We're called by God to live for purpose, to live in his kingdom. So to have a sense of living in purpose. And I think that strengthens our spirit. So to remember you're not here forever, but you're here for purpose. I also want you to remember that the Bible says that in this world there will be many troubles, but Jesus has overcome it all. So there'll be many troubles, and so we don't expect the world to not have troubles. The world, by its very nature, is meant to have troubles, but Jesus has overcome it all. So I just want to encourage you with that as we're thinking about this, to remember the world by its nature would have troubles, but Jesus has overcome it all. And also to remember that this world is not our home. This world is not our home. We are heaven-bound Christians. We're on a way somewhere. 
and so to remember that this world is not our home. So our job is not to make the world perfect. Our job is to win souls for Christ. So it's not, so it's not a case of trying to make the world perfect. That should not be uh, yeah, what we focus on. So just to remember that we are heaven bound and I just want to read um, uh, the scripture in, uh, in Matthew 6, 19, where it talks about uh, Jesus was saying, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up your treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust can destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well. I, so I feel like I just want to encourage you to keep heaven in your forefront. To remember that we're going somewhere and the Bible says that we get reward in heaven. I personally am looking forward to be able to receive some rewards um, from my heavenly father when I get to heaven. So to have a mind, to have um, just a sense of um, heaven, um, heaven perspectives in the things that we do here on earth and the things that we focus on. Uh, right now, it's the tried and tested systems of the world are failing. The idols are being exposed. The idols in our hearts, in the hearts of others, are being exposed to show that anything that we, you know, any treasure that we're pulling on this earth is actually not to no good. It's the, 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 everything is failing. The systems are failing. Everything that we thought we knew is beginning to look like actually we knew nothing. So, um, yeah, to just have a sense of heaven in when we're making decisions and um, have that perspective in our minds in these times. The, my, uh, remember, my next remember is to remember to pray. We need to remember to pray. Um, this is, we're asked in the, in the Bible to pray ceaselessly, to pray in all season, to pray at all times, to pray about everything, everything. And so this is a time to pray about everything. Pray for the nations, pray for the systems, pray for our leaders, this is not the time to join people in finger pointing. This is a time to pray for our leaders. This is a time to pray for our families. It's a time to pray for our children. It's also a time to pray for the church. The church right now, I believe, is being, um, is being shaken. And also to pray for the leaders. Pray for church leaders. Church leaders have a lot to contend with pastoring virtual churches and not really knowing what is happening and uh, in the next few months, it's, it's tough to lead in that time. So let's pray for our leaders, for wisdom and for discernment of the Holy Spirit that they will have a sense of, they'll have strength and wisdom to do the next. So it's a time to pray for the churches. And um, I did say that the church, the churches are being shaken at this point. And when I, what I meant by that is, it's a time where um, the church, the things that are not important are being shaken off the church. So you can imagine where you have um, like 
a, a tree for instance and it has some dead leaves on it and if you just shake the, the the tree the dead leaves fall off easily i feel like that's what's happening with the church the things that we have put priorities in that are not important or not um important to god's kingdom are being shaken off and we pray that the things that will remain will be those things that are really in the heart of god himself which is to for us to love God with everything that we have and to love others as ourselves. And, uh, and also to, for gospel, to advance the gospel, we have a commandment to go into the world and make disciples of all men. Those are the priorities that I feel like God is showing again to the church and wanting to establish in the church in this season. The last remember that I want to mention is to remember that we have the greatest good news. Everybody needs good news in this time. Jesus is good news. So I feel like this is a time to um, really use every opportunity that comes before us to be able to share the gospel with people, to give them the good news, to show them that there is hope and that there is eternal life after this life. So if this life is everything you've got, then yeah, th there will be problems. But if there's a hope of eternal life, that, that's, that's great news. So I feel like the church needs to remember, or we need to remember right now, that we have the biggest good news in these dark times. So those are the things I have really been living with, just to remind you that God is sovereign in all of this. He's our work. He is doing something. Um, he is doing something in the background. To not be distracted by all the things that we see on the surface, but to know that God is advancing His kingdom in these times, and also to remember, as I've said, we all have a part to play. In as I've just said in um, in those points that I was making earlier, and the third thing is just um, yeah, it's just to know that God God's priorities. Um, have been established in these times. So yeah, I just really want to um, just pray that you uh, you have the joy of God again. The joy of our salvation is renewed in all our hearts again. I pray for hope in your hearts right now, even as you're lis listening to me. I pray that your faith will be stirred in these times, even as you're listening to me. It's been... Um, yeah, it's just been a pleasure to, to share my heart with you and to share some of the things that I feel like God has been speaking to me. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys soon by the grace of God. Take care of yourselves. God bless you.